0: Pod
1: Save the King! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the King. I'm your host Anne Greta and it's lovely to have Russell Myers back with us, Royal Editor at The Daily Mirror and um, Dad to a new lovely little baby to go to the, with the previous lovely little baby, So who's not so little anymore. But massive congratulations, Russell, and great to have you back.
0: Thank you very much. Lovely to be back. Thank you for all the well wishes. Lovely trip with Mr. Vogler in Kenya. Hope, uh, hope people have managed to tune into the last episode because it was a it was a good one. And I think that um, sort of you know after after we've come back and you, you get to sort of uh, the dust has settled, I suppose, on the Kenya trip. Kind of thinking about what was what was what within the tour. Uh, big speeches, obviously from Charles. What does it mean moving forward? is uh i think one of the main themes is um is whether we're going to like be on this sort of apology tour around the world of the british royal family and and the british government as well because certainly um the speech at uh, at the state banquet for from charles is tr- you know he's, he's, he's pretty much from the heart he's tr- he's really trying to right the wrongs of the past and if you're if you're going along that that path it's um it's a pretty long one isn't
1: it yeah i mean there's a lot of in the olden days, there was a lot of the map that was pink, and it didn't get mm. pink without some bad things happening, or you know, it being slightly difficult when they stopped being pink and went independent. Um, so yeah, how was the how was the final day in Kenya? Because that was we didn't catch up with that with you and Ian, and it was it sounded like there were going to be some interesting visits that you had in that just last day, uh, faith related visits generally.
0: Yeah, there was. I mean, again, sort of your all encompassing. Um bringing communities together multi-faith as i said before a lot of this may seem like box ticking sometimes of, of royal tours or royal engagements but i think there's a lot of um safety in the communities that they are exploring and that is definitely the interfaith aspect of the trips um camilla going to a domestic violence charity where she had a great time she was welcome with open arms she was dancing and singing with the with the women who were um involved in the charity. It was absolutely laughing down on the last day. I mean, everybody was soaked to the bone, but it's it was so humid in uh, in Kenya. It really had sort of a mix of uh, we were in there for, for for a week, but it was a, a real a real mixed bag. But I think ultimately, when you're when you're looking at whether it was success or not, it depends what side of the the coin you're on. Because certainly, some people I spoke to in Kenya, and I pull it back again to the the, the Wales's Caribbean tour. You're going to please some people and not the others. The British government are going to think it was a job well done. Certainly, his speech was very punchy, but then sort of um, contrasted with President Ruto's, who was really going for the juggler, talking about the monstrous aspects of the uh, of British colonial rule. But where do, where does Charles sit on it? And I think you can, you, I can safely say, from you know speaking to him and speaking to his uh to his his team and members of the British government who were the, who were there at the time. That he was as far as he can go, and certainly, you know, talking about how, what he sees his reign to be, he definitely wants to try and leave the world a better place from when he, he took over. Um, and his reign, he's, he's, got a, he's got a short run of it, hasn't he, in terms of, um, you know, his, his mother's record breaking time in the, in the chair, but. It's, it's definitely been positive, I think, because next year is going to be massive. You know, Talk of trips to Canada, Australia, no doubt, will uh, be back in Africa at some stage. Whether he then goes to the Caribbean, some members of the royal family will definitely have to go. There'll be the uh, political aspects still prevalent um, in that part of the world. And then you've got the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Samoa. No doubt he'll be going to New Zealand as well as part of that Australasia tour next autumn. So there is an awful lot happening. And then we were just talking about um, King Charles's Mansion House speech that he gave back in October, I think it was. And the, the part that really stood out to me was, when he was describing the United Kingdom as a community of communities, an island nation in which our shared values are the force which holds us together. and that is what he is trying to um transcend through his work not only in the UK but abroad with the Commonwealth and uh, and certainly the backdrop of, of uh, not only Ukraine but now we've got the the Israel Gaza conflict and uh, and everything that is happening in there and I think that Charles will really want to support those communities moving forward.
1: I'll come back to revisit the Mansion speech, House speech in a little bit because um, it's a really good one to reflect on. And it happened while you were off, and I would be keen to talk about it a little bit more. But first of all, we want to talk about the other king's speech, well, the same king, but a different speech, the big one. All dressed up, another outing for the state robes from the coronation. Camilla gave her dress another outing. I wasn't expected to see the coronation dress again quite so soon, but it's very practical um, to just uh, wear that when you know it fits Recycled, the robes. you say? So like, re- recycled, sustainability. And the the little dogs are still there. The embroidery is still there. It's like, it's like I'm sure that looks like it's the same one. Yes, the dog is there. That's definitely the same one. And wearing. Um, uh, Headpiece worn so often by the Queen and on our banknotes, in fact. So uh, a particular one. But it, it's it's a strange thing, the King's speech, isn't it? Because he has to sit there and read the words that whichever the government is has written for him. And
0: mm. but he probably course, doesn't necessarily believe. I can't imagine he believes that opening up new oil fields is going to move us to net zero or whatever the, the line was. But you can almost see... I'm dying inside having to read that because this is the Green King, the man of sustainability, talking about you know, reusing and recycling. And uh we, we flew on the RF voyage to Kenya using 40% sustainable fuel. And he's trying to do his bit wherever he can, and then deliver uh legislation for a government that really is is rowing back on this. And certainly Rishi Sunak. Um, rowing back on a lot of our green credentials, extending the timelines of when we will try and be net zero is, uh, is is probably really at odds with with King Charles's mantra. So one does feel sorry for him a little bit. However, um, I can't imagine this government's going to be in a, in the seat for too much longer. So we will just uh, we'll just have to see what happens in the in the in the next King's speech. Hopefully, it will be a lot more positive. But as you said, it's a it's a different position, but I I picked out the part of his very first line actually, which was harking back to um, paying tribute to the legacy of service and devotion of his late mother, of course, Queen Elizabeth II, and and certainly talking about um, moving moving forward with his reign, but but also being um, I suppose giving a nod to, a, a nod to the past, with
1: instead of the sort of. Um... Pomp and circumstance of the sort of state opening of parliament in the king's speech yesterday. What did you make of all of that? I guess it's well, I quite liked, familiar
0: I, now. I tell you what I liked because I'm not just blowing my own trumpet because it wasn't exclusive for the Mirror. But um, when I discovered that uh, Princess Anne was going to be part of the procession and not just part of the procession, but handed a lead role as she was. During the coronation, of course, her sort of revamping, or uh, retaking on her her role as gold stick in waiting, the king's or the monarch's official bodyguard, but not only just uh, following him in the procession, but also going into the chamber with him. And this is a role she performed several times for her mother. But I, I, I think I was it was a bit of a hoo ha with one of my followers on Twitter saying that she was there during the nineties, but she definitely hadn't. I thought it was nearer the eighties, but. She hadn't been there for an awful long time, and it was something that Charles. There's a phrase used to me many, many times as trusted lieutenant that he really relies on her for advice and counsel. And I think uh, uh, certainly with everything else going on, that is something that the king really does need in these sort of pressing moments. With seems to be fighting fires all over the place, doesn't he? And, uh, and I'm sure Anne is a is a steady hand and a steady mind um, at helping him out.
1: Um, so yes, obviously it wasn't his words yesterday, but the Mansion House speech did feel much more that that was the king's speech and his opportunity to reflect on his country. I guess that he'd uh, take, taken over, not quite the right words, but you know the, of which he is now the head and what it means to him and how he sees it. And you talked about the community of communities line and him using the. Uh, the bit that struck me in that bit was talking about there's far far more that unites us than divides us which is something that has become such a phrase since the murder of the MP Joe Cox a few years ago and it that sort of feeling of togetherness and emphasizing that we may disagree on things but actually underneath it all there is more that unites us than divides us and you know there's a lot of divisive stuff coming out from this current government so it was quite interesting reading the Mansion House speech back today. After um, sort of him having to be the mouthpiece for this current government yesterday, um, he also flagged the two big challenges, or in some cases opportunities, maybe, or you know the big questions in some ways for our age of AI and climate change, which he described as the greatest battle of all. And then I, I like that he got these sort of identified five different. He called them wells, I think, generally. Like mm, the, thing, mm. the things that make us up, make up Britain or the United Kingdom and that we draw from and give us our character, I guess. The civility and tolerance, the breathing space we afford one, one another, leaving us able to think and speak freely. And he talked in that bit as well about having invited people or leaders of a variety of faiths to Buckingham Palace almost, you know, very soon after becoming king and how much representing you know we talked for years beforehand about would he be the defender of the faiths so i guess in action he did that then um his third word was duty of care we feel for others in sickness in or in sickness or misfortune which i guess to a certain extent comes through with the royal family's support of the various charitable um initiatives that they they lend their time and energy and and faces to then he uh, picked up on science innovation and scholarship and then I particularly liked number five because I think this is something that we do pride ourselves on in Britain we like to think that we have a very good sense of humor Um, and he talked about the cherished well from which the sound of laughter can be heard the healing well filled with a sense of humor laced with an invigorating dash of self-irony and then also reading that today reminded me of Prince Harry doing his little little skit on video and representing all of the underrepresented gingers um my daughter <laughs> is a ginger, so she very proudly points to her hair now and calls it ginger so i'm, do- I'm doing my bit there prince harry for and so she things. should my, mother, Absol- my
0: mother's got red hair as well so solidarity uh,
1: another tremendous redhead fergie sarah ferguson she was on loose women this week so um uh launching a helping launch a very important campaign about not skipping your mammogram appointments she was talking about having had no symptoms for her breast cancer and it only being caught through the mammogram appointment so do ladies keep those appointments if you are offered them um or maybe book one if you don't if you're somewhere where they don't get automatically offered to you um so that's it. bit of- Back to the King's speech yesterday. Lovely way to finish the day. You have had a big day out in town. Popped to the ballet in the evening for a little well, show.
0: Yes. Uh, well, you're, you're a lot more cultured than me because you knew the uh, the pronunciation of, uh, of Acosta, what to, Don, Don Quixote. Don, <laughs> Don Quixote. There you go. I was getting hopefully myself into sixes and sevens. Hope. Well, hopefully, yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, nice, nice old. I mean, their their schedule is pretty relentless at the moment. I mean, it's um, it's something that uh, they are they're trying to keep up with. I think trying to really keep the, the pressure on themselves, almost, to go into the Christmas period. There's obviously going to be a lot going on up to that. You'll bring you back to what's happening in Ukraine. Of course, the royal family have had huge support there. No doubt, watch this space for the support that the king is going to be giving the Israeli community, especially, I think, because... You're talking about uh, labelling the attacks as terrorism as, as uh, is widely accepted um, in Israel. And certainly I think he thinks that that community needs special attention. So in leading up to the Christmas period, it will be very interesting to see where, we, uh, where he takes that. And again, we've got Remembrance Sunday coming up. Certainly there will be uh, the, the usual um, events and engagements surrounding the Remembrance period for the royal family no doubt the queen will be at westminster abbey and um and then you've got the king leading proceedings on sunday um well where does where does it leave the the other members i mean we've had william in singapore this week did that has that got has i got a lot of there's been an awful lot of things going on in the world and it kind of felt a bit not flat because i did like what uh, what uh, william was saying in a, in a lot of the speeches Certainly, climate crisis is, is is big on the royal family's agenda. In his in his major speech, I suppose, for the Earthshot Awards, he said that the climate crisis has become too visible to be ignored, and he spoke about the the sort of exuberance and um, power of community with the winners, and how this could be the generation to change things for the better. And this is definitely things we're hearing from him and his father and. You know, uh, Charles's father, as well, sort of passing it down the generations, um, but we we really haven't seen too much of what the agenda will be like in a post um, Queen Elizabeth age for the Waleses. So I definitely think next year will be big in terms of royal tours, bigger projects. Certainly, the Earthshot Prize is is going from strength to strength, um, and overall quite successful even though it probably didn't get the the airtime it deserved on such a busy period such as state opening a parliament kenya tour and uh and then of course the the, the conflicts i mentioned
1: i mean to a certain extent maybe it doesn't matter too much about the media coverage of the event itself because they are giving a load of money to these projects to boost the projects anyway and that's where the impact can come like it's actual practical change and we also had a message a couple of weeks ago from Martha Zola which I saved up when we were talking about Earthshot again so she said what I love about Earthshot is that it's positive and forward-looking it's not this doom and gloom the end of the world it's coming it's what are the solutions and how can we how can we out in the world fix it so I think that is a positive thing it is trying to drive people to act and, and take change and some interesting projects are that were the winners this year around better batteries for electric vehicles and re- being able to recycle them. I thought that was really interesting. And solar-powered machines helping rural Indian farmers extend the life of crops that would otherwise go to waste. They were two that really caught my eye and I thought were interesting. And I think it is sometimes like a slow burn. So I know that I noticed non I think it's called, I don't know, definitely Mm, don't know how to say that one. I noticed that in more places now. And I know, fine, I'm not your average bear because I present a royal podcast, so I'm vaguely more aware of that Earthshot stuff. But maybe that does mean that it has filtered out into the world and is being used more, which would obviously be a good thing. Um, Two very important bits of information that came out of Earthshot. Louis apparently likes One Republic, who were the band that were playing there.
0: I didn't know they were still going.
1: I, I'll be honest, I'm not sure who... They, I would probably recognise their music if I heard it, but I couldn't tell apologize. you is. Apologise. I think they, they did. did
0: that song with... Who is it? Timberland? I don't know. Oh, t- with, Too with, late to I'm apologize. better off with the ballet. <laughs> yeah, well, very, be very ballet. good.
1: Get the karaoke going. Get the um, karaoke
0: machine out, Prince
1: yeah. George is an ACDC fab.
0: <laughs> good Lord. <I> mean, <laughs> Apparently. To be fair, I was listening to Van Halen with my daughter this morning, listening to Jump. Trying to get her in because she's very into Queen and David Bowie, so I'm trying to mix it up with a bit of a uh, bit of glam rock. It's glam right. rock, isn't it? Yeah. So Bla- <laughs> the producer Dan is just messaging us. Oh Lord, please don't try pop culture. Move along. So move along. Ap- apologies. Okay, to okay. Apologies. Let's, to the listeners. let's
1: move swiftly onward to. Well, actually, sticking with pop culture, we should go talk about a Katy Perry gig. So, I well, mean, Katie Yes, Casey big Perry, fan. I'm a big fan big, of Katie yeah,
0: Perry, by the way.
1: Big fan. Would you get a private jet to go see her?
0: Well, I would have had the money, but you know, I, I wouldn't like it ruining my environmental credentials. So, I don't fly private jets, as <laughs> you well know.
1: <laughs> Just with the king. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Bit different. So yeah. So Meghan and Harry. It's it's something that's been leveled at them reasonably frequently that they are not um not averse to getting a private jet here and there um and I also cut my eye she's wearing a very smart very very smart sparkly frock from Maison Valentino apparently which was multiple thousand dollars so it's always interesting she's she's not a high street lady that that's fine. If you've got money to spend on nice things, why not well, spend it on nice things? Listen,
0: I mean, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't, aren't they? I mean, they're flying, they're boarding a plane with Cameron Diaz, her husband, Benji Madden, and Zoe Saldana. I mean, they're, they're, they're hobnobbing with the, the real celebs, aren't they? And if you can go and see a Katy Perry concert in Las Vegas, I mean, you're not going to turn that down, are you? But didn't Katy Perry not particularly, didn't she say she was team William and Kate or something? I, I remember this a while ago. So yeah, maybe maybe they were uh, they put their differences aside and they were supporting her. But the one thing that, that did strike me from this week was this couple of stories which have conflicted with each other. Because in one of the Sunday papers, there's a story about Harry had not been invited to the King's seventy fifth birthday in just a few days. He is going to turn seventy five. You know, a big party at Clarence House privately, and uh, and Harry had not got the call, or certainly no, no, he had. Got the call, but he'd snubbed it, and he wasn't going to turn up. And then uh, a few days later, his uh his people have come out, um, fighting and told uh told another online publication that he wasn't even invited. So there'd been no correspondence, which pretty much tallies to what I've been told for for many weeks and months is that the king and him have had literally no contact whatsoever. And I think that that tells you the state of their relationship. and one would have thought perhaps by now it would have, uh, it would have, you know, repaired a little bit, but I think it's uh, it's still pretty dire, isn't it?
1: And it, oh Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, this sad is always the word that I come back to really when um, talking about this, because it's ultimately, it's a family that aren't, um, aren't talking to each other and talking about, you know, we're talking about the United Kingdom community of communities, more that unites us than divides us. Um you know, they probably need to have a little look at that and have a look at themselves maybe and how you fix that. And, you know, Charles is, he's, you know, a fit and well man with a busy life, but he is also about to turn 75. And you do,
0: Mm.
1: you know, you do, you do never know what is around the corner. So it's better to fix things while you can. That's my motto, probably generally. Um, What do we have to look forward to, Russell? Do we know? Is there anything that will be different, particularly about the remembrance um, events that happen this weekend?
0: Not that I'm aware of. Certainly, I do. As I said, I think you're seeing the all all, all major members of the royal family. I mentioned we'll see the Queen at uh, at Westminster Abbey, that has normally been a fixture of going to the field of remembrance. So that will certainly kick off the royal family's remembrance service uh, program. The King obviously will lead tributes. um, Always. Cemented in the late queen's diary, I have absolutely no doubt that that will be a feature for for the king and the other senior members of the family. But um, I, I definitely do think there will be a pick up towards the end of the year, and it's definitely been uh, quite an exciting period. I think moving on from state bank uh, uh, state opening parliament and uh, and the Kenya trip, I do think there's a bit of a spring in uh, uh, in his step. For the king and uh and i suppose hopefully that will trickle down to the other members of the family
1: so one big event that is coming up and this is where producer dan who is also cornish like me may get a little bit of a shock is that on december the 7th there will be a major auction of some princess diana related dresses in lana which is basically a little village which i think i sometimes go to to get pasties, um but It's, and it's a couple of really quite iconic dresses. They're not the actual dresses that she wore, but the designer who made them always made a twin of them, exactly the same for his archive, which is probably quite a smart move. So it's, um, Jacques Azaguri and it's that, I think it's called the the Swan Lake dress, the little blue one that was sparkly. That was her last official visit before she, before she died, where she looked particularly, um, particularly glamorous but um he he talked about her coming to the studio and he said her visits were very relaxed she loved chatting to the girls here she didn't ask me to design specific dresses for her she knew that she could come here and find something she'd love and that we could adapt it and create a unique dress for whatever occasion she needed each dress that I made for Diana was special for me and I've had great joy from these dresses for over 20 years but now that I'm retiring I would like that joy to pass to someone else and it can continue to be shared so That will be interesting to see what Mm. happens there. And a few, um, oh, oh, breaking news. Dresses pulled by single buyer. What, they've gone and bought them all? Wow, private buyer. So you're too late, everybody. Thanks for Dan for the breaking news.
0: This is interesting. Where do you keep these stuff? Or do you then just give them back to a museum? I suppose if you're wealthy, you'd give them back to a museum so everybody can enjoy them.
1: Perhaps. Um, We do have a couple of archive episodes talking about Diana's fashion at a couple of exhibitions that I went to with our friend Amber Grafland. We got to go see Diana's wedding dress a couple of years ago and we saw some of her classic dresses, including the John Travolta uh, dress, I think. So do dig those out in the archives and sorry that you're not going to be able to get the ones that Jacques Azaguri had put on sale um, but there we go, Russell. It's been a delight to catch up with you. I'm glad you had such a lovely time in Kenya with Ian Vogler. I look forward to you going on your next visit with him as well because I very much. Oh, can I can I give trip. a shout
0: out actually? Because at at probably in probably about a couple of hours, Mr. Vogler and I did a video diary from Kenya, and it's going to be live on our Instagram. Uh, but our no, social media and our youtube channels and the daily mirror so check that out if you want to know, know sort of a behind the scenes of what we got up to in kenya and if uh, and if you like it it's something that we're going to do a lot more of possibly around the uk but certainly when we go on foreign tours so uh so uh so give us your comments
1: more russell myers that's what we definitely need <laughs> absolutely
0: less of that yeah
1: <laughs> um, and we should also say if you do want more russell myers you should also sign up for the mirror's royal newsletter for a daily roundup of headlines and then once a week a special special email straight to your inbox from russell so uh what's not to love what's not to love so many ways to enjoy russell myers in your life i've enjoyed russell myers in my life for the last half hour or so and i look forward to catching up with you again very soon russ listeners thank you for joining us today and until next time
0: God save the king